Okay. Welcome to episode 72 of Echo Screen Podcast. My name is Blaze. With me this week is Robert. Is Robert truly here this week? Or is it spooky Halloween, Robert? This is our Halloween 2021 episode, uh, which is, you know, just another weekly episode. But we're not doing a live stream this time around. So everyone listening will be listening to the uh, recording that comes out at the regular time. The thing is, the reason we're not doing it today is we actually planned uh, the biggest spooktacular in the world. And it turns out it was too terrifying to record. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, just the feeds cut out. And, like, so w- today we're, we're going to be using our just our mics for it. Hopefully that comes out all right. But uh, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know if you guys heard there was, like, a spooky version of me that was around earlier. I don't know. Yeah, he called himself Ghost Rob. It was very Ghost terrifying. Rob. Yep. Wow. As opposed to Evil Rob, which is uh, Rob's <laughs> Halloween nickname that we've Damn been going. <laughs> that's okay. just that's an inside joke, you know. It's an it's an inside joke. Essentially, he has turned like he has turned everything on Discord for me that I'm involved with into evil. Like, yeah yeah that, uh you that just i cannot change yeah in our like, discord server i just changed his name to evil rob and now uh <laughs> that's his name now so <laughs> anyway we missed last week and you know that's okay i was traveling and uh you know every once in a while you need to just live your life instead of talking about it on a podcast am i right and that the crickets in the yeah. audience uh i'll put that in post so <laughs> yeah uh yeah, it was all good. Um, but during that time, there was some stuff to talk about. Uh, the coolest thing, also kind of uh, Halloween-related, Pokemon Company put out a Pokemon Legends Arceus, uh, or Arceus, however you want to pronounce it, I don't care, uh, trailer. Arceus. It was just like, it was like this found footage kind of trailer that was all, it was like an animated cutscene style thing. But I don't think it'll actually be in the game. It was like a promotional thing. Was and it, like, it was like the Blair Witch Project, but for Pokemon. Did you ever see those videos that like went around the internet like for a bit where it was like dark Pokemon and it was like a SWAT team like going after like a Gengar that like was like causing like a massacre in like an apartment complex? No, I've never, it, I've never heard don't. of this. <laughs> okay i mean it's well done it's like it like they do a good job like but like it's like a dark reimagining of what the pokemon look like so like gengar looks especially terrifying interesting uh so it's like i don't know if you want to get spooky look up i i don't know what the exact name of it is i think it's dark pokemon something mm. um but yeah i mean it's a. Uh, I i just I have a feeling it's not what they did. I, I haven't seen Yeah. Uh basically it's more like Blair Witch where it's um it's still in like the new it's in the new region, Hisui, which is like the ancient Sinnoh region, which is not really that ancient. It's only like a couple hundred years difference than like modern times, but whatever. Um it seems like there's gonna be a new like 
Pokedex Rotom Phone thing that is like going to be a core mechanic in the game, which is an Arceus phone, I guess. It's weird. It's super strange because it's like the past, but they're taking like first person video footage. So um, it's a lot of shaky cam. The the tra- like the main character like goes into the forest. They see this like strange looking Pokemon. It's a um, Hisuian uh, Zoroa. Uh, reveal which Zoro is a gen 5 pokemon mm-hmm. and then they um this dark ominous like w- like uh cloud washes over the uh the viewer and it's the like basically the end of the episode um yeah so they so, reveal Hisuian Zoroa and Hisuian uh Zoroark which they're like white and red they look ghostly cuz they're normal ghost type in this region and they're super cute and super cool so yep it's worth checking out does that mean like one of our starter pokemon for this new one is going to be a ghost type well technically uh you aren't uh even if that's a joke technically yes one of the starters does become a ghost type um in this the starters are actually um what were they um Oshawott, which is a Gen 5 starter that they're using for this region. They're also using, oh, um, Rowlet, which is a Gen 7 Pokemon from Alola. It's a little owl. Its final evolution is a ghost, uh, is a grass ghost type, but it might, like, there's a big theory, which obviously every time there's a Pokemon game, there's a big theory that they're going to have different alternate end evolutions because of a different region. This is the first time, I think, that in a mainline game that they've reused starters in this way. So I think that it's more more possible. Essentially, if it if it's if it's always been zero of like percent chance that it's happening, now I think it's like a one percent chance of it happening. That's how I feel about it, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Um but yeah, it's I'm um, it's exciting. I don't remember what the fire starter. Oh, Cyndaquil, Cyndaquil. So, yeah, those are the three starters this time around. So that's cool. But yeah, the, the Zoroa and Zoroark are some of my favorite Pokemon, um, like of the series of the franchise. So like I was really into Gen Five, and it's cool to see like an alternate take on them. Um, yeah, it's super cool to see regional forms that aren't just, you know the classic gen one forms but yeah that's about it it's a cool trailer regardless of being your pokemon or not but i'm into it so it was cool for me it's super strange though because i did not expect like a horror themed uh pokemon thing even though some stuff about pokemon edges on that like horror like trope i guess but the one town that's like haunted lavender town lavender town yeah like oh there's spooky elements yeah no there's like these all these weird like dark uh parts of pokemon but they feel like they're leaned into it with this one after like going away from it for a while but yeah uh then sony this past week had a state of play which was for third parties mm-hmm. and um it was very short and yeah. uh they showed some cool stuff, but they didn't show like anything per- that I personally would like like be extremely wowed about. 
Um, they started the show with like an extended look at this game called Death Verse: Let It Die, which um, comes in spring 2022. So that's kind of just right out of the corner. But it's, uh, I believe it's a, um, a sequel or continuation of in some sort of the Suda 51 game that came out a few years ago for PlayStation 4. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I don't, I don't necessarily know if I care at all. Not for, really for me, but um, okay. it has a lot of personality. That's for sure. We are OFK, which is like a it's described uh as an episodic narrative adventure game uh, about a indie band in la um it's really meta if that makes any sense there's a bug snacks update some uh big extra dlc it's free dlc for bug snacks you're into bug snacks five nights at freddy's security breach there's an extended (laughs) look at that um yeah, it's it's like really um this one looks like the AAA version of Five Nights at Freddy's, not really for me. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, that franchise is into, huge. You're much more into the uh back to basics. You like you're a big fan of number 1, right? I don't I've never played a Five Nights at Freddy's <laughs> game. Honestly, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like back before it like back before Five Nights at Freddy's became like a meme or whatever it was actually an interesting like concept and idea it it was i i actually enjoyed uh i was i was working at a camp uh and uh i just basically the kids were talking about it so i like would just keep looking into it and just the reason if like i ever blurt out information about why i know so much it's just because i I wanted to keep up with what these kids were talking about. So it was just like, okay. So, and I was like, oh, there's some interesting ambiguity in these games. And like, you know, but yeah. then like it became a meme. Yeah. Yeah. That's always how it goes. All these, like, I remember uh, I worked at GameStop and um, like right around the peak of Five Nights at Freddy's, like commercial hype, I guess. And I would just notice that there was all this like, merchandise and i was like what is this indie game how does this indie game have so many like much merch for people to buy uh it was kind of surreal um back on on track death store coming to ps4 ps5 i believe it's also coming to xbox and switch is it the one is it the one with the old man and the adventurer kind of it's like a little crow that runs around it's like okay it's like a it's like i think it's roguelite ish and it's zelda-esque which if you're using like genres and video games to describe a different game it's kind of kind of lazy but you know i do it all the time um yeah it's an action rpg with uh some of those elements it's it's pretty tough some of the mechanics on the bosses are kind of like um annoying but the game overall has an incredible aesthetic. It's mostly fun to play, like nine times out of ten out of like during the time that you're playing the game, it's not um super frustrating, but like anything, you can learn to uh you can learn what the game is trying to uh to teach you, I guess. Sometimes it's frustrating in any scenario. But uh 
Yeah, it's cool that it's coming to consoles because like, it was pretty popular on PC. There's this game called Kart Rider Drift, which is like Mario Kart with like these... Tokyo Drifting. I guess so. I I guess it has to be like it's Kart Rider, so it's like this. It it basically is Mario Kart, but better is how I've seen it being described. It it just like all the characters look like generic chibi characters to me. Um, it kind of has this weird like Mega Man esque like ripoff characters it's weird um it looks pretty substantial like not only is it just like a knockoff uh, mario kart but it's just like robust and like an actual like well-tuned game so could be good don't know um weird song choice that they really paid for that license of that song um yeah king of fighters 15 open beta if you're into that, if you're into King of Fighters, which I think they showed it off in such a way at like such an event that they like put eyes on because of the success of Guilty Gear. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like an anime fighter game, basically. Uh, First Class Trouble is a multiplayer deduction game. It's like Hitman and Among Us, and that's really reductive, but it really is. Coming free to PlayStation Plus subscribers um, whenever it that launches. Here was like kind of the big one. They there were like big rumors that um, Final Fantasy 16 would be at the show and they like at this presentation and that there would be like a like an announcement for the tri- like for the release date and everything. Uh-huh. There was like really strong evidence that would suggest that it would be here that was not the case which is it's fine like um i hope that the next time we hear about it, it's like games out in six months and i assume that's what's gonna happen but what they did is they announced a brand new game from an old franchise star ocean the divine force which apparently is coming out next year um we haven't gotten a star ocean game if i'm not mistaken since 2016 so it's been a few years. I believe it's also the 25th anniversary of Star Ocean. So it is pretty momentous. I don't think Star Ocean's as big, obviously, um, in the States as it is in uh, Japan. But it's yesterday, cool. It's yesterday. cool. Yeah, you, you go. I was just going to say yesterday, I you brought it up and I was like, Star Ocean, what's that? <laughs> and it's just like... Uh, but yeah, I mean, it does sound cool. Like, but based on how you've described it, it's essentially Final Fantasy in space. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, this one aesthetically looks a lot closer to uh, a Tales of game and or a uh, a Xenoblade game. Personally, okay. that's that's how I feel about it. Like the main character really looks like a Xenoblade character, um, and it, this one is like open world looking. We don't really know. It might just be like really big zones. Um, the trailer was, was interesting. It's gonna take a bit to get used to the art style. Like some for some reason, like the heads, the head proportions, and like the eyes, like the eyes basically were too big for their heads. In, in which I feel like that's a something that's said about like anime style a lot. But I think this one is even more exaggerated. If 
you get me but I'm, I'm looking up the one of the characters right now and I, I can see it yeah i can see it it's it's a little like it's just like it's like an inch too big yeah like it's like oh it's like a it's just a small bit too big than usual yeah it's really strange um but it's not bad it's just um different for sure yeah uh i will i will be interested to see how this game does and if it's like um if it's good because i don't really have any experience with star ocean i think i played the one on playstation 2 but i couldn't i didn't play very much of it and um at that point i was just like oh it's a squaresoft game i want to play this and um but that's about it i worked at gamestop when um it's it was star ocean integrity and faithlessness i believe that's the title of it that's a horrible title that just sucks um so i was like really like i I was like people make fun of kingdom hearts titles but that's just a level beyond to me i'm seeing other titles here as i'm looking at images like till the end of time yeah uh yeah integrity and faithfulness that's a yeah at least like at least the kingdom hearts ones just keep like at at worst they just kind of throw you into a thought process it's just like what does birth by sleep yeah dream drop distance birth by sleep i think like the remix titles like what is it uh like 0.2 back cover whatever stupid name that i think like there are dumb names like 358 over two days like that's dumb but it's not like i guess it it's not it to me it's not as incomprehensible as integrity and faithlessness like at, at least it sticks with you yeah at least it sticks with you like but I, the divine force really simple super simple. got it it's divine force divine force cool coming 2022 and then they uh capped off the whole thing with a new trailer for little devil inside okay which... i think that's the one i was talking about that i saw mm-hmm uh what were you gonna say about it i'm sorry i cut you off i think that they've shown enough of this game and the more that they show this game the less interested i am this was like a really not great trailer in my opinion i was like super interested in the game and then they like showed me a bunch of boring stuff like i felt like it was just this dude talking over gameplay and it was not entertaining gameplay at that um it was like a map and uh traveling in a very boring way to me and i get that they're trying to describe game systems but i also think that they should just save it for the game when the game comes out um but well how did you feel about it from what you saw I didn't see the one with the uh developer commentary uh i believe it was just like a it's just the narrator it was just like the narrator talking but it was just like he was just going on for a while okay i think i'm uh i think i might have watched like before the state of play played i think they played earlier footage from stuff because the only things i saw was gameplay of uh 
what was it? Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm guessing the new game. Uh, yeah, they didn't show that this time. Okay. Uh, yeah, it must have been a preview thing. They might have just been showing off uh, like different things that they've already shown mm-hmm. um, before it even started. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks intriguing. It's not. I'm not sure if it's a game I'd play. Um, but it it looks like I don't know what it's about. I feel like that the the most interesting thing is about it is the ambiguity. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, probably going too much into it right now probably would be a big uh mistake. But I don't know. Um, yeah, it just made it just made me feel like this interesting thing. They showed it in the what felt like the most boring way, and I was just like, "Okay, um, this yeah. doesn't make me. This isn't a trailer that makes me excited. This is a trailer that makes me like, this is what you ended the show with, which like, you know, I uh, That's I wouldn't the- be surprised. Like they could have put that before the Star Ocean thing, and I don't think I, I think I would have been like, man, okay, but um, yeah, I think, I, I think that's fine." Uh, now the biggest question of, uh, like kind of the last, uh, the last couple of these conferences and all that, uh, mm-hmm. is, is this in the, we've had a lot of really bad ones yeah. throughout the last couple of years. I guess it's a couple of years, I guess year. Um, where does this rank in your mind? Is this like complete disappointment or is this like a, uh, is this kind of one of the more uh, unoffensive kind of ones that we've had? It was not offensive, but it was not uh, rememberable. Like, okay. it does, it's just like, oh yeah, I guess that happened. And the only thing I took away from it is like, that I like has stuck with me is a new star ocean game. Cause that's like oh, kind of out there personally, okay. but yeah, it was just like kind of a letdown. Cause they were like, stay tuned for a state of play. And it was and from our third parties. And it was just a bunch of stuff that, um, felt like I don't, there was no, in my opinion, like killer app, um, that was like from a big thing or would be a big hype thing. I guess like, I guess there there are, is that for people um who are fans of the stuff that was shown but to me it what it didn't feel like anyone was talking about the show at all um afterward it wasn't trending at all so it was just kind of like a blip on the radar okay. uh but yeah that's about that we have like a bunch of trailers and stuff we're going to talk about fandom <laughs> now so i mean there's a few of them we could just like kind of just be like and there was that yeah i think we're just going to talk about the big stuff like yeah the batman trailer would you how do you feel about that rob i uh i know you think it shows off a bit too much of everything Mm -hmm. um like every trailer does like every trailer does uh more than anything i am glad to see the direction of it i'm glad to see uh it's kind of taking advantage of the fact it seems like it's taking advantage of the fact that we just had a very super grim, dark Batman that like flew in the face of everything kind of Batman was. Mm -hmm. 
in its previous like especially like being a killer actively using guns um like and this one's kind of interesting in its placement because from the trailer it seems like we're gonna go into the point where batman was kind of just this angry kid and like his moral value wasn't completely set yet and uh it might kind of skirt the line of whether or not like like this is the time for him to have like kind of a debate in his mind of where he is as a fighter and all that um but anyway uh, what were you gonna say about it um you bring up a good point um that it's the beginning it's uh not haha batman begins it's way more in tone like in my opinion to the nolan trilogy than it is to anything snyder did with batman i don't i don't think it's very um light and hopeful whatsoever uh it it looks pretty brutal but in a um in a more realistic way instead of a stylized way which yeah Zack snyder's version of batman and superman and like i guess the dc universe is a very stylized grimdark it's like edgy and that's the substance and style um this feels like the substance and style is grounded in a lot more like as realistic as you can get for a man dressed up in a bat costume Um, this is like Batman Arkham Origins, the movie, um, which, which I don't mind. Yeah. I never personally played Batman Arkham Origins, but, um, for those who did play it from what I understand is they liked it well enough. So, um, it's a good story, I would say for the most part. And then the Joker comes in. uh, (laughs) has has every batman story uh ends with the joker was behind it the whole time Um, there's a part in the trailer they don't ever show you like there's a point in it where he goes to talk to someone in jail and like a lot of people are like is that the joker (laughs) and not the riddler Uh, oh my god i hope not i hope that it is just like like the riddler in this he is more of like a jigsaw zodiac killer style like not the jim carrey version that yeah which i I feel like i feel like that's like they're definitely trying to uh to do the most polar opposite of him uh but uh i don't know it again you bring up an interesting point with like zodiac because like this is this very much feels inspired by the works of david fincher Mm mm-hmm who did Zodiac and he did seven and he did. And I'm sure everyone who's listening to this has heard that a thousand times from a thousand other people, but it's like, uh, I'm glad that it's not, it's not also doing to the point where it's sacrificing because it is very grounded, grounded and gritty, but there are like moments in this where it like, it shows off a lot of flair and it shows off like, batman doing some pretty badass things and not like just being limited to like well a person couldn't realistically do this but like you have him just like walking down a hall getting shot by a bunch of bullets and like you have him falling from a huge distance it's just like one very quick shot in the trailer but he just like 
very stylized there's like explosives going on around him i i don't know i this is the most excited for a batman thing i've been in a while um and that's like uh i don't know i'm i'm usually if you've listened i'm a superman fan uh but i don't know i think this kind of goes into things that i like about the character and I don't know. It, it got me excited. I pick. I went and I, I searched for my copy of Arkham Knight because I just wanted to, uh, see Batman again. So yeah, uh, this definitely. Um, I could see how culturally, it is more akin to Batman '89 than uh, and like and I not even Batman Begins. I guess like it is more. Um, visually and narratively probably closer to batman begins and like the nolan trilogy like i said before but i think like as on a cultural standpoint this is closer to batman 89 in the way that it's um depicting batman on screen for people who like had batman 66 essentially and then they saw batman 89 or like it was advertised that way it's kind of like we saw snyder's batman as like this big guy and now we're we're kind of going back to um to that that uh retooling yeah and that's that's a i i i know we we should probably move on in a second but like the quick note for that is like i i always i'm wondering if you ever your point of view on this i always pictured batman being a slimmer guy like i always pictured him being less muscly yeah, the so, the only beefy Batman that I'm used to is the um, Arkham Batman, because like yeah. the Unreal Engine just makes like everyone beefy. Yeah, literally everyone <laughs> is like huge. But uh, yeah. other than Arkham Batman, like from the games and um, and the uh, the what's the uh, the what's that a uh, Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns? Yeah, the Dark Knight Returns version of Batman, which is like yeah the grittiest version of batman apparently and uh that's the one yeah. that that's the most real batman if you ask everyone yeah i don't Which, really like that it's just this alternate I, universe take and i just don't care for it yeah i mean like it i feel like at one point frank miller said it's almost it's supposed to be kind of a parody because it's supposed it was like made in the time of like kind of the death wish movies and all that and like these old grizzled guys coming back out to do that mm-hmm. and then it just kind of became its own thing eventually and just like everyone was like this is the version of batman the most truest and not and ignore the fact he's more of a lunatic than ever in that one yeah uh, except for later on when frank miller does more stuff but uh yeah I, call- I really think the um per- for me the definitive like build look and build for batman is closer to um christian bale's interpretation of batman like yeah. i know people really like the whole like the cloth looking suit like the iconic like animated batman look but yeah. in a grounded movie the armor is what it would be like yeah. the dude is needs to be bulletproof he would wear armor like he's not gonna he's not gonna be wearing a a, like a spandex suit or like a t-shirt with a yellow symbol on it Uh, and and the and the cool thing about this is like it everything looks like it's still very prototypey yeah for all the 
characters so it's like i don't know if we do move on and they do think of an interesting way of an interwoving like kind of like cloth into the suit and all that like it feels like this is a good grounded point to like maybe possibly go further with it yeah uh, i i know there's not like a lot of signs that this world that we're seeing is going to be whimsical in any sense like i i don't know if we're going to ever get Clayface in this kind of world you know it'd be interesting if we did because we just have yeah. it on the screen yet for Which, like for the most part yeah that's that's the big thing with this new version of batman i'd be very interested if like I'm not saying it's going to be terrible if we don't, but I w- I'd be very interested if we do go into the well of something different. Like, I, I don't mind we haven't gotten the Riddler in a couple of years, but, like, I wouldn't mind, hopefully, in the future. I, I'm wondering, do you think the Court of Owls is grounded enough to be in this kind of world? I feel like it's going to be. in the in, that's... Yeah, I feel like they're going to go more in the route of court of owls and hush and all that stuff. And they can intersperse some of the more fantastic villains. Like they could go mad hatter. They could go Clayface. They they can go scarecrow with like all that stuff. They can go there if they choose, they can go man bat. Like, I think that they can do all these things. It's just like, there is fantasy within uh a, like within a grounded take yeah like they're even doing like the penguin before he becomes the penguin and yeah. if they did like a, a little bit of the um iceberg lounge that's like mm-hmm. interpret like the interpretation they did in the arkham games they could just put a giant shark in there yeah. and it would that, wouldn't be like out of this world and that would all. be actually that'd be really good to kind of build it up because like, I feel like you, you do stuff like that. Like you have a giant shark come in at some point and Batman just like fucking punch it in the face. I they, guess. they could do Mr. Freeze without like having yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger make a bunch of uh, ice jokes. Yeah. Like they can do that yeah. in a more realistic do, way. Do you do it in a serial killer way where he's just freezing people and he's like, I'm saving them and like no i think i like it more of the i i really like the arkham interpretation yeah like that like all those interpretations feel more true to the characters than yeah anything else we've gotten in my opinion maybe not the riddler especially in in arkham knight where it's like i've made all of these batmobile (laughs) uh riddler Puzzles. uh, puzzles batman i've made it so that you need your car in order to solve my riddles that's i i I will say the whole car thing, uh, it did bring one of my favorite moments with the Riddler in it is, and this is just kind of a good moment in the game, regardless of the car. It's like right before one of the races, it's like uh, the Riddler's like, and first of all, before you even do the race, you'll have to do this, this, and that. And then the prompt comes up on the screen like, just decode his message or something <laughs> or like decode everything with by pressing circle and then you hit it it's riddler's like what the how did you it, it doesn't matter you got so uh yeah but um yeah uh also i guess it's fair enough to point out um just small note apparently Zack snyder gave praise to this and his whole fan base uh turned against him uh dang for so uh i don't know how to view that one 
You can't. Um, you cannot uh, please everyone on the internet, and you shouldn't try to please the people who are um, actively trying to uh, be disruptive. I guess. Yeah. If if you're popular because of a controversial take, this yeah. as soon as you say something non-controversial, you have become part of the the uh, mass opinion. Therefore, yeah. you have lost your edge, and everyone will go against you. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's just a very bad mentality that like kind of comes with the that like whole scenario there. So it's just I don't know. I, I there I yeah I don't know what to say for that one. Yeah, just, that's tough. That's real tough. I. Real uh, tough. I'm not envious of anyone in that situation at all. Uh, moving on, they showed some footage for Black Adam. Didn't reveal the Rock's yeah. face. It kind of just like a teaser for a teaser for a teaser. It's just kind of <laughs> like, just show us the movie. All right. Yeah. Which uh, they keep saying, this is going to shake everything apart. And, yeah. That's and okay. We, I, don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm interested to see more. I I do the biggest thing I'm excited for is unfortunately not Black Adam the character I'm excited for Doctor Fate in the movie played by Pierce Brosnan. Oh really, Doctor Fate's gonna? Be, I feel like I knew this, but I just yeah. was uh, retold that. That's cool. Oh, oh um, it's fine. It's just they bury it a lot. They're just like, go, but guys, Black Adam's gonna be cool in this. Don't worry, and. Uh, it's going to be basically the Justice Society are going to be in this. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's uh, the movie is basically just going to be like Black Adam was actually here the whole time. He's actually the uh, before Superman. He's really cool. Yeah. Uh, the Rock has it in his contract. He can never be the villain, so he's actually the good guy. Um, yeah, uh, and he was framed the whole time, and uh, yeah. that's, that's going to be what the story is, I assume. Um, Probably. And... That's fine, but it's not re- like it's not reinventing anything. And I, obviously, superheroes movies are not designed to um, reinvent the wheel in any way. But uh, yeah. yeah, we're getting a we're getting that. I think they talked about a Wonder Woman three. Did they mention that? Uh, they talked a little bit about that. They just said we be- we're planning out some ideas right now, and we're very excited. Um, they showed an extended teaser for the flash movie which is just flashpoint um for real everyone was losing their minds over um some bat ears that showed up uh and and 89 batman's making a return um they to to rewind a little bit back on the the batman trailer i thought all the uh selena kyle stuff was cool and i'm looking forward to seeing her character in that it's very it feels very like Batman Year One and the Long Halloween, and I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited. Basically, the only thing I'm excited about for this Flash movie is Batman too. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, um, we, it's we gonna talked, be strange. Yeah, we talked about it last uh, episode, but uh, yeah, I'm just. I, I don't know if I feel good uh, supporting Ezra Miller. Uh, yeah, I don't know Ezra Miller's uh, uh, strange case because, uh, like we like we said, we don't have that much information about 
what the yeah. deal is and why no like, one's talking about it but yeah it stuck and, out to us anyway uh yeah i mean like i after we were done i just started just looking up articles and uh there were plenty of articles that said uh Ezra miller w was going to uh say they were apologized they their apology to uh the person and there was like no big event for it apparently like i, I don't think they ended up doing it well so, that sucks um I don't know. beyond uh, that i don't particularly care for uh the um characterization of barry allen yeah personally like it's just not what i like the barry allen i'm used to so yeah. it's a it's a weird choice like the the interpretation that Zack Snyder had, I guess, and, and that is being continued on in uh, this Flash movie. But hey, um, okay, I'm interested, but I don't know. Aquaman two, they did a behind the scenes. They showed off their games that are coming out eventually. Uh, Peacemaker. Still no, still no uh, gameplay for Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, which I found is very interesting. It's probably just like, just so far out. It's yeah. probably 2023, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, they showed a bunch of stuff for their like for HBO. the The weird one to me is Young Justice Phantoms, which is season four. Mm -hmm. It was like they dropped two episodes on uh, HBO Max already. Mm-hmm. And um, I was a huge fan of Young Justice. Season one and two are some of like the most like cherished pieces of uh, media to me. Uh, season three didn't hit it for me. Like I liked it. I thought it was good, but I didn't like love it the same way I liked the first two seasons of Young Justice. And um, apparently season four is just like about the show original characters. And I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, I don't care <laughs> about that. I, uh, I liked season one. Cause it was so like, it felt really rich and like the best version, like the best remix of all the, uh, classic lore that you're used to. And then season two diverged from that pretty significantly, but it made sense. And then season three was just like, yeah, we're even more like further removed from that. And it's less tight narratively. Cause it's been like a decade since then, uh, and we're at season four now. So whatever um doom patrol gets another season season yeah. four really i was very excited about that but um it's a it's a big show that uh friends and i watch together i'm very upset one of my friends are out of town right now uh and like so the episodes just keep building up and uh i keep hearing the season's really good and i just keep texting my friend like my friend is currently like away at med school so i just was like what are you doing that's Couldn't they come up with a better excuse than... yeah <laughs> you could come up with a better excuse than going to med school and miss this god um so, uh there's gonna be a uh, static and milestone heroes animated movie nice um, and apparently there's a live action one in the works i don't know i i think so i think Static Shock is rumored to be a live action movie soon. Yeah. Um uh yeah, there were a little bit of talk about that. Um 
And I think the last thing I care to talk about is, uh, did we say Shazam Fury of the Gods? Just Shazam 2? Oh, well, we didn't. Uh, I, I'm i very excited about that one. Yeah. I, I think it, it looks good from what little we've seen of that. Uh, I, I find it strange that it's exploring Greek mythology more than uh, Wonder Woman is. With, like, uh, new characters, new uh, non like lore in the dc universe characters like they're greek gods or whatever yeah. gods in general but it's just like you have a wealth of already established like versions in the dc universe of, of characters like a huge well of them and you, yeah. you you've chosen not to use them like even even just using the names and doing something different is still what you guys like what like the movies do anyway so it's kind of strange. Yeah. I'm wondering if it's going to be like kind of a gateway for like, I don't know, either some kind of villain from the Shazam books is going to be like a henchman mm-hmm. to these gods or something. Or I, I doubt we're going to see, what was it, Dr. Savannah from the fir- first one. Um, Probably not. I, I hope I, it all leads to... Um... The monster society yeah at the end of the movie we get another um we get another scene of uh what's the what's that guy's name i i know who you're talking about oh i know his name the, the caterpillar guy. yeah yeah uh, i love him Why yeah I, what, I don't remember his name either at the at, but, uh but yeah you, basically we get I a thanos found... style i'll do it myself from this uh this <laughs> caterpillar. caterpillar yeah That'd be amazing actually yeah if they like put so much dread into the caterpillar, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm Which looking forward to that. I found out recent. I found out recently the director of the movie uh, Shazam voices the caterpillar in that. So, oh, nice. Yeah, that's a so. director. That's a director cameo. I'm okay <laughs> with because you know it's not just. Hey, isn't that just Taika Waititi in that shot? <laughs> Oh, you really hate di- director cameos. <laughs> I really don't now. like them. If they become <laughs> like if the directors become so like iconic and of themselves that in the film, it is so distracting to me. Um, yeah. If it, it's something like a voice or if they're in the background walking by them, you're OK with it. Like, let me put it this way. Okay. Jojo Rabbit, like Taika Waititi stars sense. in that film. I'm okay with that because he's like an actor in the full film. So from the from the start, I'm I get it. I've convinced my brain that that is that character. If you're just like trying to tell an emotional backstory about how uh, there's this how daughter and father relationship, I'm talking about the Suicide Squad, yeah. and it's just like okay, we're watching this whole movie. It's pretty like I'm I'm like empathizing with the characters and then it's like bam yeah i uh, hi i'm taika watiti the rest of that scene yeah like just like do they know each other how did he get on board yeah it's just like oh that's just taika watiti in in the scene now i'm not absorbing any of the information or empathizing at all i'm just like he died of a heroin overdose (laughs) that's oh man that's tough that's tough i was just thinking about how much i like uh Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know? Basically, like it's that's the thing. You're just like, oh. Um. Anyway, that's it for DC fandom that I care about. To t- like, at least that I care to talk about. Um. There's yep. just so much stuff. Uh. Yeah. There was a lot. So. Uh. Yeah. Ever. 
anything else I would would have wanted to talk about is just like they're filming Superman and Lois season two, and they didn't have any footage, but they came out and they're like, "They thank you for watching." And is uh is is the Flash ending? I don't know. They like they got renewed for a new season, and they haven't said anything about it being their last. Hmm. But like, I mean, they're introducing new speedsters. They they brought in the kids as like main cast members. I think Barry might die. Is my guess. So they're gonna like, they're gonna continue on the show, but they're gonna get rid of like the main character. Well, what is it like? They brought back Deathstroke and Arrow in one season and they were like okay cool we're gonna use him he he's gonna be like a new cast member again we redeemed him he's a good guy again and then he was just gone and the reason was that they put him in the justice league movie as just a cameo uh, and they never did any. and they are never making that and justice league too doing anything with yeah him. that's and stupid it's really stupid and i don't and i can imagine the fact that they're making a Flash movie with a Barry Allen in it, they might kill the Barry in this show, so that way there's less confusion. It's, I mean, it doesn't do, make any sense at this point. It doesn't make any sense because not only have you had these two Barrys meet each other, uh, the fact is you've decided to name the movie the same exact name of the show and confuse audiences that way where you could have called this flashpoint i still don't think it's that confusing especially because in both yeah. pieces of media they talk about the multiverse they, they show the multiverse the content of the the show like the show the flash goes into the flashpoint event it goes yeah. into like the multiverse it talks about all like other flashes infinite crisis even has ezra yeah. miller uh uh meet um uh grant custom yeah it just they did it like yeah. I, I think they have done enough and i think general audiences aren't as stupid as we we as, we say they are yeah as uh studios and sometimes we even believe they might be <laughs> yeah it, it's it's we like audience members are like they they pick up what you're putting down most of the time yeah um yeah anyway some things I didn't necessarily want to pick up was Uncharted had a trailer after being in development hell for nine million years. We got the uh, Uncharted trailer, and it with, was worth the wait with Tom yeah. Holland and uh, was it which Mark one? Wahlberg? War- Mar- Wark? Mark Mark Wahlberg. Mark. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's uh, thanks, Brain. Um, yeah, so. I don't really have any problems with with the Uncharted movie. It just looks... I, I mean, it, it doesn't look bad, necessarily. It just looks like every single rock vehicle that we've had, like, for the last couple of years. I would even go further to say it's just, like, they took all the cool, iconic moments from the game and they put it into this movie and they also had it be, like... Like, the set like a teen... It, it, Tom Holland... He is an adult man who looks like he is forever a teenager. Like <laughs> he just looks really young. And I'm wondering I'm wondering if this is gonna like we're gonna look at Tom Holland like ten years from now and be like, God, he still looks like a te- teenager. Like he just he lo- he's very he has a very youthful look to him. And yeah. 
it's kind of hard to imagine him as Nathan Drake, especially when you yeah. when you see Nathan Drake uh, in the game. Like, he, young Drake? Sure. Totally get yeah. it. If this movie was about young Drake... I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the problem I'm having, because he's doing all this, like... Like, a lot of it... He, they literally have the, the cargo scene from Uncharted yeah. 3... And, like, they even have a shot that's straight out of A Thief's End, which is Uncharted 4, in the trailer. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get that you're doing your own thing, but also, dude looks like a kid. He's supposed to be, like, a full-grown man. And then at the same, like, in my, like, in my, like, brain, that's how Nathan Drake looks, uh, or whatever. And then... We saw a young Nathan Drake, and he looks nothing like... Young young Nathan Nathan Drake Drake literally, in my brain, looks just like Tom Holland. I don't think that's true, but that's... That's it. Uh, They talk about Drake's brother a bunch. Sully should be an old man, or at least, like, an older gentleman. He should have a mustache by now. He should have the mustache. Like, that is... I can't believe he doesn't have the mustache. Well... There's there's like one big thing that's been bothering me about this is that they said that this is supposed to be something that's gonna that's in canon with the games what? and it's a it's supposed to slot in to like the time period when like t- Nathan Drake was still learning the ropes with Sully, but we see them being introduced to each other in a in not the way that we've seen them be introduced to each other in Uncharted Three. Plus, apparently, twice in Nathan Drake's life, he has, he both was, there were two times where he got caught on cargo crates on the back of an airplane, Yeah, that's the case. That's kind of tough. That's actually really kind of tough. Yeah, Yeah. I I didn't hear any of that, and I don't, I think that the trailer is fine. It looks like, Rob said, every rock vehicle, and by rock vehicle... We mean Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yeah, Every action movie, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh, we don't mean Flintstone cars. Um, that's really funny. Uh, yeah, so that's that. Uh, I don't really have any more to say about it. Um, that's something that looks very interesting. Yeah, the Cowboy Bebop trailer. Oh boy. Uh, okay, so they finally dropped a full trailer for Cowboy Bebop. And while I um, am still on the fence about live-action Cowboy Bebop, or just, I guess, in general, live-action anime adaptations, um, it looks 10 trillion percent better, in my opinion, than the, um, that, like, extended Lost Session that they released um, a, a couple weeks ago or whatever. Never saw that. Oh yeah, so it's using it's doing all this stuff stylistically that um, is closer. Like it was being compared to like the footage, the the filmmaking quality, everything was being compared to um, to Speed Racer, the live action Speed Racer, and Scott Pilgrim. Um, Okay, one of those things is a good reference point to me, at least. So yeah, like I obviously I'm a I'm a big fan of Scott Pilgrim, especially yeah. the, the 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 comics and the film. Um, I really liked the way it was filmed, and yeah. I could see some of that. I could see some of it in um, the Lost Session footage. I didn't necessarily mind it. It just felt weird for Cowboy Bebop 
to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, going back to this trailer, I didn't personally see that much of that in this at all. Um, I felt like, and this is like the way I described it um, before, was that I was like, it was like I was listening to a song that I was like so familiar with. And it was done by, it was like a cover of that song by a band who interpreted it in like a completely different genre. So it was unrecognizable to me. Like, I, it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's like, I'm watching it and like all the pieces are there. They're just like, to me, it's like building a puzzle wrong, but it still makes a picture. And it, it's, it's like, Oh, well, that's not the boxes, but somehow you've got this picture of Homer Simpson on here. I don't know how that worked. Yeah. So I'm not like, I'm not, it's like interesting. I, obviously it's going to be different and I'm, I'm okay with that. It's, it's different. Th- that doesn't mean it's bad. Um, it doesn't look bad. The quality doesn't look bad. I, I just don't know. It's just like so strange. We don't know enough. We, the series isn't out yet. So uh, I'm going to watch it with a, an open mind. Like obviously it's going to be different. And yeah. it's not like anger inducing. Like a lot of people like that. There's a scene in The Last Jedi where Luke Skywalker is like the sacred texts and everything. Every time anyone adapts anything, they like put that image up or that gif up. And I am like, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's all right, guys. You you can do whatever with it. The old thing will still be there. Like, I used to maybe get up in arms about that kind of stuff. It's just like, you know, this isn't, this isn't really for me, but I'm interested. So I think I'm trying to think of an example, but I know I've seen projects where they do the same exact thing. And it's not, by the end of it, you're just like, Okay, well, why didn't you? Oh no, adapt. It'd be interesting if you took that in a different direction, or you took this in a different direction, or and it just by the end of it, you're just like, it's fine. I mean, I've pra- practically seen it before. Yeah. So, like, if they're gonna do a one to one, I would rather them not, because like that's not really interesting. Yeah. Um, so if they're gonna do something different, which this feels like a little different, the chemistry with everyone feels a little different than the chemistry of the crew in the, in the anime, but we'll see. Like I, like the trailer shows, um, how antagonistic, um, Spike and Faye are. And it is that like, that is in the, the anime for sure. But it's not like, like they show multiple times that Spike's holding a gun to like Faye's head, like a, like more than once in just this trailer, and I don't recall that happening like as a frequent gag that they're using in the sh- like I don't recall that ever happening. Maybe it happened once, but I don't yeah, really remember I, that. I I wish I could be like, well, you remember that episode? <laughs> I, I'm still I'm still gonna wait until i'm done watching at least this first season to go and watch the original show so that way i could like just be like okay this works on its own merit or not but um i don't think that's a like honestly i'm interested in that take because i obviously like most people will go in with the reverse and so yeah i i'm interested to have that conversation with you i don't think it looks bad is what i'm trying to say i'm hopeful my expectations aren't very high because 
to me, it's not like I have Cowboy Bebop. This is more, but different. Not just yeah, like more, and it is a blemish on the record. It's just yeah, whatever. This it's is, a separate this entity. Is more, uh, this is more of like this is an interesting experiment. Then finally, they're doing <laughs> it. Yeah, it's not the definitive version to me, yeah. and I feel like when people pitch these things and they're like, this is the definitive version. And maybe this is a worm, like a rabbit hole, wormhole, a rabbit hole that I uh, am going to go down that Rob doesn't want to go down. But it's like what, when you remember the Power Rangers and like a very specific version of the Power Rangers. And then they're like, what year? <laughs> Was that the, the 2016 <laughs> oh, or 2017 Power Rangers? Uh, 2017, I believe. Yes. The Like the live action Power Rangers movie that they did that was like a flop like they're like hey this is the definitive version of the power rangers now you can't like the old stuff this is the stuff and um that doesn't sit right with me and not, they're mean, not really doing that with this so i mean not to go too far into it i i don't think that's what it was trying to do i think it was just saying like this is the version we're going to be doing for a while and it but then, obviously it didn't work for a while yeah which i mean yeah i think uh i think that's okay so then they had the lightyear trailer come out and lightyear is actually a um a a live action document no i'm just kidding it's uh it's where you're gonna go with it (laughs) it's like the in-universe movie that andy and his family watched or like the world that of pick like of Toy Story, the world that Andy the child lives in, yeah. in their universe, there's this franchise called Lightyear, and that's the live action film like like their Star Wars equivalent. That Buzz Lightyear, the character is the main character of, and the toy of Buzz is based off of this film, and so Pixar is making the film Lightyear, which is the film that is in that universe so it's like the fictional film of that universe and that's the movie that it is yeah we're about to enter in a world within a world yeah we're watching a a movie from a different world (laughs) so that's weird but i will say it looks probably better than it has any right to be it looks stupid good (laughs) Like, like it's it's very like it's diabolically good. Yeah. How they, I, because apparently they are just working off the notes of like when they did uh, put together these characters. Like if they ever had to like reference something from like their background as like a toy thing. Because like Buzz Lightyear in the first movie thinks he is actually Buzz Lightyear and not just a toy. And it's like apparently they had to think of a backstory and a full like kind of franchise that he would have come from to like be able to be like okay so his enemy and that would be zerg he took he was like an earthling that came to this sector and did that so they're basically using their like notes that they had from that and be like oh well you know i think we could we could wrangle something together people uh people were kind of like uh at different ends of uh of opinions with uh toy story 4 so we just uh need to do uh toy uh lightyear for our next toy story movie it's interesting for sure 
Um, yeah. I'm excited for it because it's like it's familiar yet different. Um, yeah. It's cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting swing, and like I think, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see what they do with it. Cool. Um, all right. <laughs> Rob, uh, let's let's enter the week in review, and I guess this is a kind of like week in review. Two weeks Sorry. in review. Uh, tell me about Avengers, because you wanted to talk about that. <laughs> okay, guys, guys, I I know I've I, I've talked in the past about Avengers, and like some days it's been good opinion, other times it's been a slightly uh, mild opinion, but mostly good. I know I I'm basically the the like one big fan of this that's uh, consistently keep going back to this um that's not true there's a lot of there's a community on like that's not the point um <laughs> i think avengers has become my game of the year oh why uh for halloween they made oh i remember oh my <laughs> okay all right just Cat say it. wolf is in it again is that like an actual character? Like, is it an actual thing that happened? Yeah, there is a arc where they did not know. Like, I think it was the '80s. They did not know what to do with Captain America. They gave it to a writer who was just like, "Well, I don't have anything to write about like the importance of American American ideals this week, so I'm gonna turn Captain America to a werewolf." It's awesome. <laughs> So essentially, a storyline written for uh, little old Robert Core, uh, and so yeah, and it's it's a really good skin. I don't want to put too much time into this, but yeah, uh, it's just like it's Rob's thing, <laughs> werewolves or Rob's I just, thing. I just basically wanted to bring that up uh, because it, it got me excited, and it if anyone is away from Avengers. You should go back in now. They've just currently discounted all the skins, so everything's much more affordable now with all your points to uh, get like the movie skins and all that. And importantly, Cap Wolf. So, also, it's on Game Pass, so you know. It's also on Game Pass. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, cool. Anything else, Rob? Uh, Did you play anything no, else? I know Gar- Guardians came out on Tuesday. If if anyone Guardians didn't came know. Out on Tuesday. I did not get it yet. I I put way too much money. Yeah, so like uh, uh, the uh, pre-order, like the the special edition is like ninety bucks, which is yes. like to me that's like kind of a lot. So it's, a lot. Uh, it's weird. I'm hoping to Wait, God I think it it's actually it. eighty bucks. It's actually eighty bucks. <laughs> but but with tax, it comes to around ninety dollars. Yeah, so. and I had it ordered. So like it, they had to do the shipping and handling fee on top of it. So. Yeah, that's tough. Uh, anyway, um, I got I got the steel case. Yeah, I got the steel. Yeah, case. the exclusive to Walmart steel case. Uh, on your suggestion. Hey, if, hey, if you want it, uh, I mean, Listen, you got it. Anyway, I'm just glad I've got a friend like you to suggest getting the steel books, please. Oh, anytime, dude. um anyway so that's my recent review aside from probably another thing me and you did oh yeah we'll talk about that at the end um okay so 
I talked about Eureka 7 a couple times uh, the past few weeks that uh, we've had the show. Um, apparently, like, the... Okay, okay. So I know this. I just don't care. Uh, the show is actually called Eureka 7 because Eureka is the way that you pronounce Eureka for the name of one of the main characters. Her name is Eureka, which is spelled Eureka. Anyway, her name's not Eureka. Her name is Aureka. Anyway, I'm just going to continue to call it Eureka 7. Don't care. Uh, so they made a couple films recently. Um, in 2017 in 2018, they made a film called Eureka 7 High Evolution. And in 2018, they made a film called Anemone Eureka 7 High Evolution. And they're part of like a new trilogy that is a reboot for the franchise which came out in 2005 by uh, Bones, uh, the studio. Anyway, um, the first uh, High Evolution film starts out with um, this pretty in-depth, like, backstory, which is, like, the start of, like, the events that make up the story of the anime, essentially. That's, like, the first 30 minutes or this, like, high-octane like battle explosion it's pretty cool it's like this really awesome um like action set piece for like 30 minutes really really beautiful animation um the soundtrack for the for, for like that is really good too um and then um for the next hour of the film it's essentially a dubbed over retcon of sliced up parts of the anime and i mean that by the the original anime was in a four by three aspect ratio because it was on like it was in 2005 so the standard television set was four by three ratio and so they cleaned up basically there's like five to seven episodes of the anime that cover a specific arc with specific characters and they redubbed over it to contextualize their new version of events and they put up on screen it was like it's like telling a non-linear story so they're like getting to the point but they're telling it in like they're jumping around all these different uh flashbacks and stuff to get to the point and they're basically like if it's a reboot it doesn't work um it it it, it isn't a jumping on point for someone who hasn't seen the series like you need to see the series to understand the difference that is happening here and also it's like really kind of offensive i i felt like pretty offended by it by it being an hour of an the anime like the first 30 minutes are so good like the new animation incredible but then they do, it just ends up becoming a uh, highlight reel. It's literally, yeah. It's like a high, highlight reel, but they changed the dub. They got all like the original voice actors back, but they like redubbed it. And so when the characters say lines and you know that the lines are different because they're telling a different story, like basically they're changing the main character's backstory inherently. And it's just like, okay, I get that it's an alternate universe reboot, but it also is just like, 
you're not telling me a story like you're not telling me a story here you're changing the context of the anime that i've already seen and like okay and then essentially after like on top of that during the whole film they like put these like you know when like video games have they have like tutorials and they'll like have those like information boxes that'll like tell you about certain items or lore or whatever in like a loading screen or whatever you know yeah they do that the whole movie in this oh god so like there'll be like a shot of of space and then there'll be this like text box in the corner that is talking about a random bit of lore or an item and it's just like okay that's cute and then it does it the whole movie it's really distracting um so yeah Anyway, uh, it was pretty disappointing overall. I don't. That sounds. That yeah. sounds like a bummer. It it was really because like the first thirty minutes were so hype that I was like so excited to see what the like the rest of the film, and it's just like, yeah, we've um, basically the film was telling you all this backstory for a main character so that you'd feel in the second movie about this character you'd get to like where it diverges, if if that makes any sense, like. You're getting this different backstory of this character so that you can see what happens to them based on that. The movie ends where they've they fully recontextualized how like what the motivations and of this character are and how they're going to go forward. And then the second movie is called Anemone, Eureka 7 High Evolution, and it takes place in a another another alternate universe about a character named Anemone where she is doing stuff completely separate from the first film. So just the first film All it over. doesn't matter. <laughs> like <laughs> it just completely does not matter. Um so I was kind of like okay, that's like sucky. It's really disappointing cuz I was really looking forward to it. But then the second film, while it does use um, clips from the original anime, it uses them way less of them, and it uses them in a more effective way in every way than the first film did. And um, basically it tells its own original story, and it uses a diff- like a, a few different types of um animation it uses cg animation it uses like the um kind of like classic like it uses character models in like a very like specific way to tell like the child versions of characters then it uses like standard animation like the movie animation quality to show um like the main events that are happening on screen and then it uses repurposed footage to show like parallel universes and timelines kind of thing it's sure. really interesting though like the like it's definitely doing its own thing it's definitely going on its own way forward but it kind of makes the first film and the anime and the manga and like all of the other media matter i guess more it is not effective in any way as like um other franchises that specifically do the same but it is interesting. It's not bad, um, but it is interesting. 
it has it's it it feels way better as its own original thing um for sure than the first high evolution movie the third high evolution movie which isn't out yet it was supposed to come out in 2019 has been delayed until now um it comes out at the end of november around thanksgiving ish um it'll be in theaters in the states so i'm gonna try and go see that actually it's called uh eureka eureka seven it's called eureka eureka seven high evolution it's the third movie uh hopefully it will continue some of the plot that was in this movie i'm kind of doubting it's going to but um it's interesting to say the least i think that if the trend of using less repurposed uh, material is how they're going i have a feeling that it's all going to tie together essentially like the the qualms that i have with the first film and how disappointed i was with like the clip show basically and how it got to that like starting off point i assume based on the way that the like the film the second film went it's going to basically be like titled eureka tell her story and then it's gonna loop around into the first version of the high evolution movie into that version of renton the main character of that so that's what i got um first movie was super disappointing um but the the opening opening 30 minutes wonderful some of the best stuff in the franchise personally the rest of the movie sucks um the second one awesome original story really liked it um and the third one i'm looking forward to so i played super smash brothers ultimate played sora sora is really fun to play um that's about it i'm playing adventure (laughs) mode with sora it's very fun I'm happy to hear it. I I was upset. We we planned to uh, meet together to play it together, and uh, the day it launched, what was it? It was it was the Monday the 18th, and it wasn't coming out on the East Coast until 9 p.m. Eastern, and I was like, "Bruh, you okay. were you were the reason we didn't just wait until then was just he had to go someplace else. Yeah, so it was just uh." But one of these days, I'm going to have to come down and I'm going to have to play with you. Yeah. Or you can just get a Switch in the game we play online. Ha ha. No. no, no. <laughs> you know, I know a couple of episodes I said I might get it. But it, you see, this is uh, this is Robert uh, being very stingy here. It's all right. Uh, I mean, if you can still get one. I, I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to look. I'm going to see if there's, like, I know we discussed uh, the one model to get, like, the uh, Ovid. O L E D, yeah. The OLED. Yeah, the OLED. Okay. Yeah. Um The COVID. Okay. Gotcha. No. <laughs> <laughs> um also I've been playing some more Animal Crossing. And um you know the DLC for that? The free DLC. I mean the free and the paid DLC come out next week. Um I'm kinda I'm like obviously not a huge animal crossing guy it's fun it's cozy i rebooted my island which i talked about a million weeks ago on the show um i like i like the slow pace of it like it's chill it's still chill i i'm like kind of looking forward to the some of the new updates i don't really care about 
the paid DLC at all. I currently the the uh, the expansion pass for the the uh, Nintendo Online launched this past week. It had like server issues the day one. Um, people were very upset about that. Uh, so I'm not gonna pay the extra thirty bucks. I don't care enough about the Animal Crossing DLC for that. I don't care enough about N64 games and Genesis games right now to to pay thirty bucks more uh, per year for that. So I'll wait. Uh, I'll I will slowly if I play more Animal Crossing, I'll talk about it. What I'm gonna do with my island. It was kind of just like dipping my feet back into a uh, island life, I guess. It's super chill. So it's so it's so therapeutic for for a lot of uh, reasons. But uh, yeah, and I think to cap off the show, we can go for a while now. Is uh, in the spirit of Halloween, no pun intended. Also trademarked for by Spirit Halloween. <laughs> um, we watched the thing, which I never had seen the thing before. So, Rob, do you want to do you want to give a quick summary of what the thing is about? Uh, sure. The thing uh, uh, in 1982, there's an outpost station of scientists uh, isolated uh, doing research, and then a dog wanders in that was being uh, that was being hunted down by uh, another uh, exploration team. And they end up not figuring out why they were trying to kill them. And they go to the outpost, and the outpost has been destroyed. Uh, when they come back, they find out the dog is actually an alien creature that uh, assimilates uh, life and do- and uh, tries to mimic it, uh, to blend into society and take over it. And uh, it is... If it gets out of their outpost, it might doom humanity. So it's a very claustrophobic uh, uh, classic uh, horror movie that uh, basically leaves you guessing through the whole movie. Yeah, it's super grotesque. Um, It's very grotesque. It's not... um, It's obviously less... It's intense, for sure. It's less... It's gory. Um Mm -hmm. But it's not as gory as mo- modern movies by a uh, extreme um, amount. Yeah. Um, it's, when it, it gets gory, it's gory. Yeah, but it's not like every five minutes guts are flying out. Yeah, and it's less like uh, it's it's like intense. It's intense violence. Like it's gory. It's scary. It's it's more like terrifying than like a cheap jump scare, yeah. um, for sure. It's slower in a lot of ways, which I think increases the amount of like, um, like horror, which it's, that's good. Uh, in my opinion, like all this, like, you know, all the fast slashers that we're like used to in the modern time are kind of just like, um, cheap, cheap amount of fear, you know, but, uh, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, it was the first time I've seen it, and I could see all the DNA, no pun intended, from, um, like, that it was inspired by it. Yeah. And uh, it's cool. It's definitely interesting, for sure. Um, I don't necessarily know. It doesn't need to be, but from, like, a story-making standpoint, none of the characters have, like, 
character to me. Yeah. Like they're, they're like different costumes. Yeah, that's how I felt. And I wasn't like every, every once in a while you get like little bits of character from them, like but it's like trampled over in the next scene. Like there's the only flaw I would say about it is there's certain points where like people will say like watch Clark and you're like okay who is that. Yeah, it was really hard to, like, tell who was who. It just didn't, like, no one, if everyone wore a name tag, it would be weird, but, yeah. (laughs) But it it almost felt necessary. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, it's it's good. Like, I don't necessarily, I think it adds to the, like, the suspense of who the, like, who who could be the thing, who could be infected by it. I think that is, like, part of it. Um, yeah, and it gets you to pay attention more. At that point, you're like, okay, wait, I need to remember these guys' names, so I gotta figure out because it, it gets to a point where you're like, okay, th- those are torn up clothes, but who do those belong to? And like, what? And it just basically, yeah, again, it's just a big. It's it's essentially a who done it. Yeah. Um but it's just like it's ramped up to an extreme degree it's definitely um interesting movie to watch i think in a group for sure yeah um it's thrilling for Mm -hmm. sure i i enjoyed it i um i don't know it's definitely like one of those things that makes you think it's more like more uh, psychological and like the way that um it has substance i guess um like I I think like I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about um, obviously. I think in horror movies and horror situations, like you think about how you and your friends would deal with those situations. I'm thinking about that, but I'm also like it's really inspiring from like a creative standpoint of like this off the wall idea in a lot yeah. of ways. So I could see why every every like movie <laughs> has picked its brain essentially and like added yeah. those things like. It feels like the xenomorph scene and alien was l- directly lifted from the thing. Um, so, yeah. Which I I think I think it was I think it was a couple of years after uh, though. I think is is the only thing there. But I feel like more than anything, it might have been like they saw it and they like cranked it up to eleven. Yeah. But uh, wait, when did Alien come out? I think uh, I think it was late seventies. Oh, so I, the thing ripped off Alien. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Wait, wow. hang on. I'll check right now. Alien, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so, three years after is the thing. So the thing. Yeah. The, it basically does the the xenomorph scene, like the the chestburster, the chestburster moment. moment, but it doesn't do it the way you expect it to happen. It, it's like an inverse almost. Yeah, it's interesting. Like it's cool. I thought it was. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's it again. Like I think you did a really. You made a really good point because, like, uh, especially with like John Carpenter, like he he really does kind of his work influences specifically video games a lot Mm -hmm. like my favorite game series dead space is definitely has the dna of the thing um like it goes without saying but snake pliskin snake pliskin yeah Uh, they they just kind of feel like a metal gear like i don't know why anything with kurt russell feels like a metal gear thing but i mean yeah 
he well he he has the like his tough guy persona is just is just uh snake or it's just you gotta watch out i'm 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 a loose cannon uh but uh what do you call it yeah and like i think it this is something that's uh it's it's a movie i love to keep returning to um it's a movie i can watch two times in a row um and yeah more than anything and i'm wondering are you would you still be interested because there is the prequel that like yeah so i thought the thing like the 2011 thing was like a remake but yeah you're telling me it's a prequel yeah, it's. I think that started the annoying naming convention where they just name it the same thing, but it's supposed to be a sequel or a prequel. Hmm. Like, I really hate that naming convention. And I, th- I like, think that based on your, the way you described it, it's not doing that thing where they're over-explaining all this yeah. stuff. Like, obviously I'm curious about, like, the thing, and I kind of want to know more, but also at the same time, it's not necessary it's like not really necessary yeah it's not it's more of like essentially with without spoiling like too much it's what happened at that outpost that they go to in the beginning and and you figure out like what happened to the first people exposed to it uh coped and as we've seen not well yeah (laughs) uh, yeah i i the one thing that was interesting to me is they they have been trying to do sequels to this and all that and i didn't mention this when we watched it they um i i don't know how to feel about it It, apparently um blumhouse is doing a remake of the thing based on a new manuscript that is essentially they unearthed um a version of the novella that was a much longer edition of it hmm. uh, from the original writer's estate. And uh, it, I believe it's called From Hell. Interesting. Or no, it's, Fro- it's Frozen Hell. Um, and so that's apparently going to be the basis of a new thing movie, which is going to be a remake. All right. Pop. So I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's worth. I, I hope they're not. They're going to find a new angle to it. And not just do like they're in a winter base again and they're doing this. Like, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting if you found a new claustrophobic situation. Yeah. To put people in. For um, real. It, 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 I hopefully it's uh, it innovates instead of um, subtracts. I guess. Yeah. Um, additional uh, additional material without uh, you know over explaining stuff. Like I don't need to be like oh we know the the alien species that it is we know what they yeah. originally look like uh, i don't i don't need to know any of that it's yeah. all it's all good i uh, think i think the most amount of explaining they do is you see inside the ship but okay. even then it even then it doesn't like show you the name of the species is blargak denalek or something yep, yep. Uh, like uh i don't need to know anything about the predator race yeah. and all that um all that good stuff. Rob Rob described me. He was like reading the Predator oh, yeah. wiki, I, and I was like, I don't want to know any more about this. It's all right. Yeah, I I feel bad. I know the name of the species just right off of my 
Yeah, it's okay. I'm good. I'm really good. And you know, I'm so good that it's the end of the podcast. Yes. You're so good. We're out of here. Yeah. Thanks for listening to episode 72, the most haunted of all of our episodes so far. (laughs) Um, Yeah. That was uh, that was our Halloween cast. I don't think we talked about anything too scary other than the thing, but uh, you know, I mean, you know, we do have next week where things can only get scarier. Yeah, we'll be starting Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving podcast. No, no, <laughs> the most horrifying time of the year. You know, November first, Christmas first. Uh, no. I'm joking. Obviously, yeah. Uh, it always every year it's like, wow, I can't wait for Halloween, and then it ends and it's like, wow, I can't believe it's already Christmas. I know it. Halloween just comes by too fast for me every year. Like, it ramps up like right in the last week, and then wait, did we talk about Smart House? Oh yeah, Smart House. (laughs) We did watch another horror film. We watched Uh, another horror film. Uh, Okay. quick thoughts on it uh it takes a while for uh kate siegel the uh kate seagal to come into this so if you don't know like most people probably don't because they're more sane than we are um (laughs) smart house is an original uh it's a disney channel original film from what 99 1999 yeah i think so anyway it uh it's about a family uh who like this kid is really internet savvy at the time he's using dial-up internet and he's like trying he's entering uh this contest to win a free state of state-of-the-art smart home which this home has a built-in ai and like control room like a five nights at freddy's style like security room with all the monitors but there's this ai in it and everything about the house is automated um yeah, and then everything goes wrong, and uh, the AI becomes sentient, and uh, basically like holds the family hostage, and tries to become the new mom to the family, even if that means destroying the family. Uh, yeah, and then through the power of love, uh, they fix it, and have the most confusing ending. <laughs> Yeah, and in, in, uh, at the end of the movie, after they defeated the AI and rebooted and, like, recoded the AI, um, the AI is just the same. The AI is the but same. But good now. <laughs> like, good. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I posited the theory that everyone was dead already. Yeah. And the AI had won and made them think they they lived. It's really, it's a really interesting film. Um, it did not seem as menacing when I was a child when I watched it, but, you know. That's life. Yeah, it was Rob's... What, it was your first time watching it? It was my first time watching it. Yeah. Um, I I will say... um, What what are your point... How do you think the quality has gone for this movie since you've returned to it? I mean, it's... uh, Basically, I'm an adult now, so I, like... I, uh, um, I think that it's kind of ridiculous, obviously, but... I I would watch it all the time when I was a kid, and it basically is of the same quality. Like it, okay. It, I don't think there's anything in the film that's like, um, aged poorly, other than like our concept of technology. <laughs> like, 
Like, I mean, the movie is supposed to take place in like 1999. It's not like it takes place in the future. Like, they're using 1999 rules for like high tech stuff. So the concept of having like an artificial intelligence control your uh, your house is yeah. not like it, it's not a huge like that was a thing that yeah. that's like like a what a Ray Bradbury story essentially. Yeah, and now we have Alexa. Now we have Alexa. We have smart home features all over the place. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's, I, I mean, we have uh, like dumb AI right now. It's not. Yeah. It's not autonomous. That's for sure. So we don't have. Uh, I can't want to say the stupid joke that just came to my brain. Say I, it. <laughs> say it, Rob. <laughs> we don't have dummy thick AI. Okay, I'm in that of the podcast. <laughs> this was Rob's last episode. <laughs> you told me. You said I would be safe. Oh, I never said that. I never said you would be safe. Oh. <laughs> We're going to have to edit, like, you know what? We're going to have to re-record this podcast now. I won't I won't do that. I'll just edit all of Rob's audio out of the show, and it'll just <laughs> be me talking to myself the whole time. Like, right, Rob? And it'll be, like, 20 minutes of silence. <laughs> what do you think, Rob? Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that was episode yeah. 72 for real <laughs> this time. Thank you for listening. We'll be back, hopefully, next week with a regular stream of our show. Um, no guarantees though. Yeah, it's kind of refreshing not to do this live if I'm not, if I'm not, if I'm being honest. So yeah, we might leave these ghosts around for a little while. Who yeah. knows? But well, uh, thank you to all of our old listeners. Thank you to our new listeners. You can follow us on all of our socials that we have linked wherever you're listening to this podcast, which is just about everywhere. Um, yeah, if you ever feel like throwing us a topic to talk about a story to cover or uh you just want to say hi we're here uh you can uh follow us on twitter specifically yeah we'll catch you next time thanks everyone see you guys